Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode 492. In today's podcast interview, my guest is sharing with you the ultimate guide to identity shifting. Ultimately, creating any sustainable change in your life really truly comes down to shifting your identity. What I teach and coach my clients creating that version 2.0. But you are going to hear it firsthand experience from today's guest. And ladies listening to this, please share this with the men in your circle, in your relationships, because they really need to hear this the most. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Jim Vance, the conscious man. Jim, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here today. Here's what I love about social media, because I feel like a lot of people, there are sure there's neg- negative aspects, right? Yeah. But the positive ones, which is what I love for today, I came across you on TikTok. There was a video specifically I want to touch on, but you know that's how we got connected. So I'm so grateful for that. For people who are new to you, please give a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I am from a small town in Georgia, not really small, but a middle of Georgia, um, and I'm an identity and relationship coach for men. So I work with men on masculine identity, communication, um, kind of standing in their power and helping men live their life instead of letting life live them. I love that. So there's two main things I want to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about feminine, masculine energy, because I love this stuff. Then okay. I, I want to talk about this identity shifting, because I truly believe all change in our life comes down to understanding who we've been creating that ideal version i call it version 2.0 and bridging that gap and you've done it so that's even better right talking from experience not just hypotheticals or theory yeah 100 so i'm gonna start with the video i saw on tiktok i was like damn i gotta have a conversation with this man was something to the effect of masculine energy and you know miss independent women mm-hmm. um obviously i'd love to give my perspective but i want to hear from you from a man's point of view, um, a independent, driven, ambitious woman, because I've literally been told since I was a teenager, I'm intimidating. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be authentic. If if I am driven and ambitious and, you know, I'm passionate and I, I want to do these things, how can I stay in that space yet attract a masculine man that will be supportive and think that's amazing? Yeah, 100%. So for me, in in a healthy version of myself to have a woman that's independent and purpose-driven full of passion and what they do every day is super sexy and desired at a high level um now if i was operating 10 years ago super intimidating scary she's higher than i am it's fearful that kind of stuff but and there's two versions of this like you're talking about from a healthy like purpose-driven woman and then there's the independent woman, like, I don't feel anything. You can't touch me. You can't bother me. I got a force field around you, keep you away at arm's distance. Then that's the unhealthy masculine, right? 
the healthy masculine is having a healthy masculine energy is having the ability to step into purpose every day, be forward driven, be logical, be directional, and then have the ability to lean back into their feminine energy. And that that's where, that's where the balance comes in. And I think that's where, when you want to have a healthy masculine in your relationship with like, Hey, I want to be with a healthy man. Okay. That's great. And I'm, a, I'm masculine myself as a woman. You have to have an opportunity every day where you're able to lean back and allow him to take up that space. Because if not, you're going to attract somebody because you always attract the antithesis of your energy. So if you stay in your masculine all day, you're going to attract feminine men. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. You can't help it. It's just the way that the dynamics work. It's energetics. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. And if not, you're going to get into a relationship that's going to be full of conflict. I always call it like sword fighting because you're just leaning into each other and there's always headbutting going on. Yeah, it's the yin and the yang, right? We need that polarity. And mm -hmm. you you keep referring to it as leaning in. I guess what I call it is more like a dance, a balance. Yeah. And so for me, being a business owner and entrepreneur, there's a lot of left brain strategy, logical, analytical things, but there's also this fine line of creativity and, and you know, the mm -hmm. content creation. And I do take time to paint my nails and do my hair and still wear dresses and feel sexy. And literally I have, I had a dance party yesterday cause I was in a funk. So I, I had to get out of that. How do you get out of your head? I move. Yeah. And for yeah. me, it is that dance of, going and well you call it lean back but also just that feminine essence it's so powerful and magnetic when we can get there it is and it, the only way i say i say that is because like the masculine energy if you think about all the descriptors of masculine energy they're always leaning in it's always like lean forward push into penetrate that's the energy you get the feminine energy is always lean back and receive like into your body not in your head letting the energy flow through you you're able to be kind of flowy in your body instead of like rigid and tough and leaning forward all the time and go, go, go. So that having that dance party is beautiful. Like my wife, she, the way we've done it and, and that I've gotten to with her is like, I run her a bath every night because we run a business together. And so there are points where she's like, we're, we're planning, like, you know, coming into a new year, we have whiteboards all over our office and we plan out the whole year. And so we're spending five, six hours just do, do, do logicals, Everything, all of our numbers, all the financials, what it looks like, so forth. And at some point, like, hey, if you want to connect that night, then you're going to have to, for her to to lean back into her feminine. Because if not, there's going to be some conflict at some point. So I go and run over her bath, light some candles, pour her a glass of wine, let her be by herself. She can get back into her body. She comes back down and we just, we can connect the rest of the night. Okay, so the way you said that to be able to receive, that really resonates because I feel like if we are aggressive and go, 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 yeah. I feel like not even just women, but humanity aren't very good about receiving even compliments. 
Yes. And if you can't receive a compliment, then how can you receive somebody's energy in a relationship? Yeah. This is a big thing in, in manifesting too. It's, you know, what do you want, you know, and what are you focused on? And then are, do you believe you can receive it? Yeah. Do you feel or are worthy? you trying to, are you trying to get it? Cause if you're trying to, whatever you try to pursue avoids you. Like if I, if I pursue something and I'm trying to chase it down the road, it's going to run away from me every day. But if I can put my thoughts, feelings, and actions toward it, and I can lean back, it's going to come to me as I, cause I'm showing up in that energetic vibration. And you're not one. Oh, so how Dr. Joe Dispenza explains it is when you're in a state of wanting, you're separate from. Yeah. Or it's outside of you. Neville got. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's a lack energy. Yes. And how yes. Neville Goddard teaches it is you have to live from the end. So if you can already feel so much joy, love, connection, gratitude for that relationship, then you become the magnetic force drawing it. 100%. Otherwise, we all know needy attention and needy stage five clinger. It's like, don't touch me with a six foot pole, right? <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's so crazy. I have a good example is um, I've had this story for years and it just got solved here in the last two, 10 days. But for 25 years, I wanted a new truck, right? My dad had this story like, hey, you don't need a truck. You don't need this. You don't need that. So I kept this story going in my head forever and ever 25 years. Well, I told my wife, like, hey, I want to get this truck. I, I, I'm focused on this. This is what I want to make happen. She's like, but you got you to decide you're ready to have it. And I was like, I'm ready to have it. She goes, are you ready to have it? I said, I'm ready to have it. She goes, all right, write it down. Write it down. All right, put a date on it. I was like, what do you mean? Put a date on it. When are you going to have it? By? I was like, I don't know. This year. No, put a date on it. So I put a date on it. Um December 31st, right? And so I have a car. I had a car and it was fine. It was running great at that time. So even though I put a date on it, I still wasn't ready to move. And you know what the universe does when you start shifting your intentions. The universe says, hey, I'm going to make this happen for you. So my, my car blows up. Uh, the engine blows up and says so the universe says, okay, we're moving on this date now. Yeah. So we're going to let the fear go and it's time to move toward what you want. So, I mean, it's all about what you're, you start to focus on because if you start to focus your intention and your actions towards something, that thing's going to get bigger and move towards you faster. Yeah. But if you're focused on what you don't want, that's going to move bigger, get bigger, move faster to you also. Or if and that's what most people do. We yeah. We talk about what we don't want all the time. And, and we talk about like, yeah. I'm tired of dating these, these crappy men and, and these, all these women are crazy and all men are cheaters and all men are liars and all women are, are dumb, whatever, you know, they right. come up with all these ideas and that's all they attract into their world. Whatever you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. You know what, for me, one of my big lessons is a hundred percent patience because I can be very impatient. I want it right now. Yes. And I've learned that having impatience means I don't trust. Yep. I don't have faith. And so my word for this year is literally unwavering faith to step back and allow, let the universe surprise me. Like, mm -hmm. and I always end every manifesto with this or something even better. Like I am opening up to be even better than I can expect. I heard a quote one time about patience that said, 
infinite patience creates immediate results. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because I was the same way. I like I like the make things that make happen. Let me get it now. Yeah. But then when I'm like, I'm just going to move, knowing that I'm moving in the right direction. And everything's going to show up like it needs to show up. Yeah. I love my, my Dooley says, do what you can from where you're at with what you have. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So now I want to talk about this idea of identity shifting. Can you take okay. us back to, I, I kind of call it a rock bottom, or we all have that thing in life that changed our trajectory, mm -hmm. our wake up call. Can mm -hmm. you share what that pivotal moment was for you and how you got to this creation of the conscious man? So I've had several, and I mean, the start of it probably was, so I got divorced 12, 13 years ago, um, or got separated and then got divorced within that year. But in Georgia, when you are going through divorce, you have to provide a house for your kids to live in. Mm -hmm. And so I was a teacher at that time. And so for me to provide a house for my kids to live in, left me with no house to live in. So I had, because there was no money left. So I was living in my car, living in my car for about nine months um, in the parking lot of the school I taught at. So, and I had you know, three degrees, uh, multiple masters, and I was a top ranked teacher in the country. And so I'm sitting there working till probably 11 to midnight every night, getting in my car, sleeping until five in the morning, getting up, taking a shower to school and repeating the process every day for about nine months. It's a very lonely time. It was a very um, eye-opening time because you spend a lot of time with yourself and you you make a lot of you know decisions. I'm not going to be in this spot anymore. And um, you start to shift out of that. And obviously moving out of that, and so about a three-year period, I went through some strained relationships and that's in that period some toxic relationships had to learn a few more lessons learn yeah. a few more lessons yeah. and then i met my current wife um about 11 years ago 10 years ago 10 years ago and um when i met her what i saw in her was what i desired in my life but i also saw in me that i had to grow to be in that spot mm -hmm. So I saw her and I was like, okay, that is what I, I wrote out everything I wanted in a, in a partner, not like physical looks like characteristics, traits, drive, purpose, passion, heart, love, all that stuff. I'm like, that's her, but I am, I have to grow to be there. So I made it a mission every day to grow myself, to be in the spot every day. And so for the last 10 years, I've been growing and developing myself, but I had to look at what I wanted. I think that was a big thing for me is like what I wanted to have in my life. I had to become, um, instead of doing a bunch of things, because I think a lot of people will think when I want something, I just go do these things. And then it comes to me. It's just not the way it goes. Um, but you see this a lot, like new year's resolutions. I'm going to go, I want to lose weight. So I'm just going to go work out every day, every every day of the week and I'm going to cut all my calories out to the thousand a day and then by the third day they're eating bonbons and sitting on the couch because they're freaking tired and that's not who they are it's not their identity yeah. you can never outperform your identity and so I was in the mindset like and my wife she's super elevated and she's super smart and intelligent and 
so she challenged me like you know you want to be here then you have to grow to be here you, you have to be here you can't just do a bunch of things that won't be accepted by me and i knew that like i couldn't i couldn't just dance around and she would approve of it i had to show up for it and so there was a lot that went into that for myself. I had to heal a lot of stuff within me. There was a lot of wounds that I'd never dealt with. There was a lot of um, the ability to relate at a high level, you know, with somebody that powerful and that confident in themselves. That was a big thing for me. I had to work through. Um, and that means I had to grow confidence in myself, um, being able to just lead myself more consistently and, and showing up for myself every day. He was big on that. Like, I need you to write a love story with yourself every day. Because I can't write your love story. I want to be a character in it, but I don't want to write it. And I was, I, I, I used to lean on women for that a lot. Is like, I would lean on women to write the love story for me. Until I started writing my own book. And now my wife's in it, but I'm the I'm the main character. And I love that. I go back to this quote often. I need to figure out who authored it, but it says that we are the writer, author, director, and producer. Did I say actor as well? Of our movie. Like we can mm -hmm. have a plot twist at any time. Yep. And, you know, you don't have to wait for bankruptcy, divorce, a health scare. You don't have to hit rock bottom. I believe if you yeah. have that tinge of discomfort, of wanting more, of better, like that is the time to create change in your life. 100%. Here's what I want to ask you, because obviously I'm on my own journey as well. Was it uncomfortable having to, I call it shining the light on the darkness. Was it uncomfortable to have to face some shit? Um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. But I wanted to, to your last point there, uh. before I address that was like the masculine tends to wait till the pain's too bad for them to move up. And the feminine moves toward pleasure. So when the feminine feels not pleasured, they start to find a way back to pleasure. The masculine waits till it hurts so bad they can't move anymore till they so they can get to feel it better again. So it takes men a lot longer to move up. And so I teach men like, hey, when you feel the discomfort now, we're going to move. Like it's got to be immediate. Because men have been taught, like, rub dirt on it. You don't need to feel this. Stop crying. Stop worrying about it. Push it in. And that's all wounded masculine energy. And so when you teach men to, like, be con like conscious of what's going on around you, then you can move yourself faster to the things you want. But with that, I think the best thing I've ever done in my whole life is let somebody see into my darkness. So my wife's seen all of me. And she knows all the good and all the bad that lies within. And that means I had, I knew it was there, but also I had ignored a lot of it and allowed it to just be there and drive the boat a lot of times. So when you allow somebody else to see it, then you can't allow that to be the director anymore. And so it was very uncomfortable to allow somebody else to see the, the, the parts of you that you abhorred or good i mean that's a good word for it like you didn't like about yourself um but what i did find is like finding the darkness brought out a lot more power in me than i than i really thought i had
it allowed me to see the version of me that that I wanted to live like every day. When I ignored it a lot of times, I was living in a version of myself that I wanted that I thought other people wanted to see me as. So now it's like, I, I can live free as me. I'm good. And I know all the things about me. Like nobody could hurt me. I'm good. Okay. Now we know kind of where you're at. Can we go back to, here's how I envision it. I, I yeah. always draw like a stick figure and on the left side, it's like the before, you know, who was I before? And so I'll just share mine and I'd love to hear yours. When I had my own come to Jesus, like Heather, this isn't working. Like you cannot grow a business stuck in self-doubt, imposter syndrome, procrastinating, feeling unworthy. Yeah. Those were my big four things. And I literally had to talk myself into that was all BS, my belief systems. And then I got really clear on the right side to the after, the ideal version of me. Who is that? And that is confident, showing up consistently, having faith, like shining my light, being an example. I had to change the focus. And also, it's not about me. I'm here to help others. That helped drive me and helped me get out of my way. So I would love to hear what were those traits and characteristics where you were like just stuck in the funk? Mm -hmm. And then what, what were the differences on the man you are today? So the, the things in me that kept me in bad places for time periods that I didn't need to be there were, I didn't feel good enough to be where I was. I um, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel lovable. Um, not confident um like i couldn't do enough for anybody for them to love me the, the way i love them and um i was an overgiver i would take care of everything for everybody but never take care of anything for myself um i was addicted to work i i, I distracted myself with work and, and when i say distraction or with, with work i mean i would work from six o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night consistently every day of the week and not think about it. Um, when I was married before in order to provide for my house, because my ex-wife wasn't doing anything, I would work four jobs while teaching. I would work three more jobs. And so, I mean, I was working all the time. And so all these things were just distracting. And also, you know, I was very needy. I think that was a big one. Like I was super needy, of somebody to love me because you didn't love yourself. Yep. Super needy of that. That was my thing. And so the transition obviously is number one, I had to, the, the thing I always start with is just learning to love me. And that's kind of been the, the basis, the, the concrete foundation. That's what it's built on is the love story with me. And then as I I've done that, I've grown confidence in every part of myself and now it's, I feel what I've done. That's probably the thing that scares people the most is I've detached my happiness and my joy and my peace from anything around me. And that's, it, it freaks people out. Like, because I used to be so reliant on people and things to feel good. Yeah. And now it's just, I'm good and I can show up to these places full 
And, and so like, that's, that goes back. That's my purpose. Now my purpose is to grow myself in the best version that I can and give that to the world every day. That's all I want to do. And by doing that, I help people. And it's not what I do. It's who I am. Yeah. I, I, I'm big on just being like, I, I got, I, I always say, I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being. So if I say, my purpose is to do this job and do this thing. And I know I'm off course somewhere. So it's like, who am I being while I'm doing the thing? And that, and and if I'm living from that space and that energy every day, I'm moving myself along pretty quickly. What I want to, what I heard from you is it was a lot of, you used to seek external validation which look, most people were taught that, right? Like we 100%. live in a materialistic society. And then you found, oh, it's an inside job. It's from the inside out. Yeah, that was it. I mean, in mine stems back to obviously childhood wounds that I'd, I have with family stuff. And, um, and I had to work through that through the passing of my father and the passing of my mother. Um, I, I luckily had a chance to do that with my mom and I never got a chance to do that with my dad before she, my did it before my mom passed like two years or about a year before she passed, we got to have a good conversation about it. And that was awesome. And like freed me so much, but with my dad, never got that opportunity because in that time where I was homeless, <laughs> at the time I moved into my car within that month or so, my dad died. So it was a pretty rough period. So I lost the only man that I could rely on and I was by myself all the time. So, and so I, I'm big on that. Like I want to be a man that men can lean on to when they're in a dark spot. Give what you wish to receive. Yep. Okay. So here's what I want to ask you. What, what's an average day like for you? What are your mindful and intentional practices? Because well, I'll ask you. I'm human. I fall off track. I, I kind of had a whirlwind thrown for a loop yesterday, but I still have those tools in my tool belt to feel it, not suppress it, to feel it and move on. Like I'm very intentional movement, yeah. mindset practices. Like what are you doing? Um, so every day is pretty routine. I, I write down every night before I go to bed. I've kind of gotten to this practice of writing down the five things I'm going to do in my business the, day, the night before. So I write it down. I'm going to do these five things a day. And my wife says she's going to do her five things and we kind of agree to it. But also like I have, that's my business practice. And then I have personal practice. So every morning I'm up before everybody. So every morning I have a coffee and I sit on the back porch. I have a nice back porch and I have a stack of books. I'm, I'm a, I'm a really like high processor of information so I have, I carry about seven to 10 books with me and I'll read about three to 10 pages out of each book in a, probably a 30 minute period. So I can move through them pretty quick and I'll do maybe a little journal or a little gratitude list. And then I'm off to the gym for my workout, um, meditation in the sauna. So I, I work out, I sit in the sauna. I like to sit in the sauna for meditation because it feels very uncomfortable and it, 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 it requires me to focus even more on just being present. So um, I do that. And then I come home and I start, you know, the day. Um, me and my wife, I'll, I'll have coaching calls throughout the day. And then my wife, my wife have coaching calls and then we'll record podcasts or we'll, we're building out content for future programs, things like that. 
Um, then I, we have three teenagers, so that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. That's a, that's a day-to-day throw you for a loop every day. And then we try to, we have time for each other every day. We plan that in every week. Um, every Friday we meet um, together as business partners and then as uh, relationship partners. And we have a business meeting. We have money meetings. We have, what are we doing for our relationship to move forward this week? What are we doing for our business to move forward? What are we doing for our kids to move forward? And so we plan it out. We schedule it out. We make sure everything's kind of taken care of. Yeah. I don't do, I'm not very big on having big lists and processes. I want to keep short because I know I can keep short things because the days are, that makes you very inflexible. Yeah. And I want to be light on my feet. So if I can, I know I got reading, journal, and and workout. Those are three things. I'm done. I feel good for the day. And then I got five things on my list. I'm only doing eight things. And so that gives me a lot of free time to live in my life. I don't want to be so rigid to a system that I can't be free to live. Agreed. That makes, does that make sense? Well, and what I was sharing with you before we started recording, you know, somebody once told me they have literally an Excel spreadsheet, which oh, gross, but a 28 <laughs> step morning routine. And you know what? No judgment. And that works for you. But I just think less is more. Yeah. And, and also, I feel like that's not something you are really gaining from. I feel like that's something you're doing for the look of it. Right. Just- because you see most successful people. Um, and high, like high achievers, they do something every morning, but their something is very small. Like they're reading, they're meditating, they're moving. It's like three things. Yeah. It's like, and, and I always, I used to say when I taught, it was like, you got to eat like you love yourself, move like you love yourself and love yourself. You'll be good all day. Nope. I'm like, shit, that makes a lot of sense. Simple, right? I think yeah. we- try to complicate things because we're like, well, but I have to earn it. I have to work hard for it. I got to hustle. No, it actually, I found, yes, you can hustle and grind and strive and effort or you can get into flow and ease. Yeah. That's what I, I prefer. I think too, though, people like to make those lists because it gives them a reason to fall off. Blame. Yeah. If I, if I can make that list complicated or more rigid then it's like, oh man, that's just way too rigid for me. I can't do that. Uh, you blame, it gives yeah. them an opportunity to make themselves mediocre. Yeah. yeah. Because most people that like, I mean, and you've talked to a lot of high achievers and I, and I have too. It's just the people that are high achieving, they're not trying to comp- make their life complex. They're trying to simplify everything they do because it frees up their time to do more things. All right, here's what I want to ask you. For somebody who's newer to this stuff and and like this identity shift, maybe they had an aha moment. Where would you recommend they begin? Mm, Like literature or what? I think it's more about, you know, whether it's taking inventory, observing. So I'm I'm very big on observation of self first. Mm -hmm. So that's I teach this more than I teach anything I think is learning to see yourself in your life. I I call myself the conscious man because 95% of your life is unconscious. So if you're waking up 5% of your life and you're able to observe consciously what you're doing and how you're moving, you're going to see things that you don't like anymore. 
hey, these don't serve me in the things that I desire. And then once I see something that doesn't serve me, what do I want? What do I desire? That's what I want to look at. So, hey, this this opportunity that I keep showing up for every day doesn't serve what I want. And I keep showing up, showing up, showing up blindly, blindly, blindly. But I want this thing. So yeah. I need to say, what's the disconnect? And who do I have to be to have this? I'm always not. What do I have to do? Who do I have to be? Because the being has to be there for the doing to be aligned. Because if you try to start doing the activity before you raise the being, you're going to fall back down to the old pattern. I'm going to add to that. So I think an easy way to explain that or how I can understand it is and why most people, do you know 91% of people fail at New Year's resolutions or like yeah. achieving goals? 91% of people fail. Mm -hmm. I think Dr. Joe Dispenza explains it perfectly. He says that your personality, which is how you think, act, and feel, your personality creates your personal reality. Mm -hmm. Most people try to create change in their life as the same personality. And we are sharing that those things have to change how you think, how you act, and how you feel. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's absolutely it. You just can't do different things if the the person that's doing them isn't different yeah you can't it just doesn't happen um and, and most people think they're doing and like they'll they'll mistake the activity for achievement i'm just doing a bunch of new things and i'm going to be better and then eventually they just go right back to the same person that's not doing the thing anymore because they never raise who they are to fit into that spot because if i want to be in this great relationship then i have to grow into that spot if i want to have this amount of money then i gotta grow my identity to be able to receive that amount of money and be a good manager of that money but if not i'm going to complain about what i don't have looking at it from the outside you know it just came to mind and i think it's the easiest way to explain this i believe any good personal trainer really deals with the mindset not yes. just teaching nutrition and how to lift weights yes. because ultimately lifting weights and nutrition is very surface level because if you don't deal with why you binge eat or when yeah. you get lazy and not showing, you know, it's habit based. And so that's what this comes down to is creating those new habits because look, I see this come across. I, I just got one before we started a life assessment. Somebody wants to lose 60 pounds. Well, somebody who's 60 pounds lighter is definitely going to have different habits. What did you say? You love, think like you love yourself, eat like you love yourself. You got to love yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like it's people think they're going to be, and this is where we get misconstrued is like, they feel like they're going to be the same person when they get to this place. You're not, you're going to be a totally different version of yourself. When I saw my future wife, I saw her and I was like, I want that. But I, I, some reason I knew is like, I have to be something different to have that. Like I, like I can't just show up like I am right now and that be my, my wife. And I knew like, and I remember like our first date, I was like, I knew leaving there. I was like, okay, this is different. Mm -hmm. I, I have to be different. I can't just be 
the version of me that just shows up clinging to things and hoping for things to happen. I have to shift me to fit into the spot. You don't and that's a beautiful thing. I got to yeah. love that. Yeah. Like you have to challenge yourself because we are changing in front of our eyes every day. It's, I say this uh, to clients all the time. Like you have to fall in love with the person you're in love with every day, because if not, you're going to forget who you're loving because you're changing every seven years, your body redevelops itself. All the cells in your body at a molecular level shut off and redevelop. So you're a completely different version every day. And if you're not falling in love with that person every day, like you're not falling in love with your partner, with yourself, with your kids, they're changing right in front of your eyes. And you're hoping that they're the same person they were seven years ago. And I promise you they're not. My wife's a completely different woman than she was 10 years ago. And I was absolutely head over heels in love with her then. Now I'm like, holy shit, like you're more amazing than I ever thought you could be. Because Which, I can yeah. fall in love with you every day. And it means you are too, because we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I love that. Okay. So something I asked you was, what is your billboard message to humanity? Do you remember it? Mm-hmm. I think it, um, what I, I always say is, um, I was created in perfect love and it's my job to move back to myself every day so I can give that to the world. Um, if I'm chasing love in the world, then I'm going to lose love for who I am. But if when I return to myself, God created me in perfect love. I can give that, I can give love perfectly to anybody. I love that. What is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from our conversation? Um, the key takeaway for me would be stop trying to do yourself in the higher levels. Start shifting the identity of who you need to be to fit into that spot. And the actions will become natural. All right. A few questions to wrap up the interview. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Oh, <laughs> let's see um the quote i live by be like a tree and let dead leaves fall mm. and new leaves will grow that was good i was like visualizing the whole thing and there's some quote similar to that about like fall shows us how beautiful letting go can be mm-hmm Awesome. Well, you already said like you have seven to 10, but what is one book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Um, one book I'm currently reading that I highly recommend. Um, the Inner Work. I can't remember who who wrote it off that sympathy, but it's it's called The Inner Work. It's really, 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 really good. Is that the holistic psychologist? It might be. Dr. It's a really Nicole good book. Lepera? That might be it. It's a, it's a solid book. I'm, I'm, I really, I've, I've read it a couple of times. I, I reread just to, I mean, several books I've read like 30 times. So. Yeah. They're reminders, reminding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Love yourself. Mm. There's only one of you in this world and you can't find you by chasing love in it. Such Love a great yourself. note to end on. Jim, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.